He gets right. beat all the time. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he gets beat by Spider-Man all the time, so that means Spider-Man's better. No, he doesn't. Yeah, look, he started <laughs> already. This is what I mean. It's just going to be me and Sam killing each other. Are you going to see a Venom? <laughs> Sorry? Are you going to see a Venom's your favourite? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she... <laughs> It's like a fucking B character. <laughs> <gasps> I can't believe what you said to me. Okay, welcome to episode two. <laughs> welcome to episode two of the Unnamed Strength Code podcast. Uh, last week, I got a bit of shit for my internet connection, sounding like a Casio keyboard was having a seizure. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully this week is not too bad. Uh, my name is Martin Kimberly. Uh, I'm joined by Jane Rigby. Hello. Uh, Doug Grimes. Hi. Sam Rigby. Hello. And Joe McHale. Great. How are we all doing, guys? <laughs> How's lockdown treating you? I mean, my life's just very not that different. <laughs> I still go to work. I still come home. I do nothing. <laughs> so... Groundhog Day for me. Yeah. <laughs> Groundhog Day. Yeah, it's just nine to five job and then um, training, do a little bit of research and then go on Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> Living the dream. I've yeah. just been reading, just been reading The Witcher, like all the Witcher books, and then in between reading and playing the game <laughs> and then going for a little paddleboard now and then, so... Just, I'm just living the dream. Sounds like you're having a yeah. great time. <laughs> yeah. Boss of card now. Uh, get, getting your 10,000 steps in on Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Travelling to the gulag and back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've got a fair, fair few things to get through. Uh, also want to uh, just shout out the six listeners we got to the first episode. <laughs> It was a few. It was a few more than that, but I, th- I feel like they deserve thanks for putting up with the uh, with the shitty internet connection. Like this week, hopefully, we'll be all right. Um, there was someone from Texas as well listening. There was a, there was it was on Spotify. So like basically, the where the podcast goes is it's kind of like a host type thing. It's it's nothing like dead technical because I done it. Like literally <laughs> the, the least technical person on the planet. Um, and what what it does is. Uh, you can like paste the feed into like Spotify, into like iTunes. So we're actually on the Apple iTunes um, app now for podcasts, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. So on on the host thing, Anchor, um, it gives you the details of where people have listened from, and apparently on Spotify, someone in Texas has listened to it. Which is pretty howdy. It's a bit, it's a bit, yeah. <laughs> what you mean is we're now a global in, podcast, international brand, yeah, global yeah. podcast. We're also available <laughs> for sponsors as well. So yeah, use uh, use code strengthco <laughs> strengthco ten for for to pay 10% extra. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, so so that was pretty good. That's pretty cool. Um, pretty cool that, yeah, like you say, we're an international international podcast, making friends over the pond and all that, spreading the, <laughs> spreading the good word. 
Um, I just want to kick off today's episode with, we did something a little bit similar last week, um, but we're going to go a little bit more broad with it this week. We're going to go lockdown <laughs> tips. So that we've spoken about last week. Obviously, we're not doing an in-person podcast. Everyone's on Zoom, which is fantastic. Um, does it look like we have the same coloured walls, though? It does, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe i got the inspiration from your like doing weightlifting zoom sessions i'm like ah the back of the wall looks really nice <laughs> green works yeah <laughs> dougie's so, uh, big, big clock his big clock uh, and his big d <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh my god you're gonna have to put that somewhere Hey, that's what she said. <laughs> oh my god! Easy now, because <laughs> people are listening to this, not watching it. So they yeah. don't know what the hell it is. Uh, give an audio description. There is a letter. <laughs> Even the hands on the clock's getting off. Look. <laughs> oh my god! You're gonna have to do this video. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So just to give people a bit of context to that, there's a is it there's a D and an L, isn't there? It would, would just be like a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, there's a D and an L. So shout out to Lauren, Dougie's Dougie's wonderful wife, one of our NHS heroes and all that. <laughs> <laughs> so Dougie's not just like prancing around with a uh, with his little D out. <laughs> <laughs> there's a letter D behind him. All right, I'm glad we got to the bottom of that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly on from that. Uh, so <laughs> lockdown tips. Now, again, unfortunately, we're still in lockdown. So the gym is still closed, which is obviously pretty shit. Let's be honest. It's pretty fucking terrible. Like. We all want to be in the gym. We all want to be training. We all want to be in like a busy buzzing session, um, loud music, big weights, all that kind of shit, all that kind of stuff. Um, so while that's not possible at the moment, I wanted to open it up to you and find out what it is that you've been doing. Uh, and I think probably the best person to start this is going to be Sam. Because I'm not a hundred percent sure exactly what you've been doing to, oh, to keep moving, to keep training and exercising. Um, so what's like your number one tip, or what you've actually been doing to keep yourself going over like this little lockdown period while we can't get to the gym? Uh, I started off um, well when the lockdown started. I just come out of myself isolation, <clears throat> so I set myself two weeks to see what I could do. Because um, we're still a bit tired after having the virus, uh, but then I, I literally just do uh, bodyweight sessions at the moment. So I'll just I'll do stuff to failure. So we're literally where I can't like like walk. Well, I'll do bodyweight squats until I literally can't. You know I can't get down. <laughs> uh, same with press ups um, and uh, glute bridges as well. But you just get like it's all bodyweight sessions basically. And then sometimes when I'm a bit. Uh, this might sound stupid, this, but sometimes when I'm not motivated enough, I'll drop to the floor. I'll just drop on my foot like I fell over. Because I don't know what I don't know what happens. It just it just it's like a little switch in my brain. It's like fucking hell, something's happening. Do you know what I mean? Are you, are you sure that's not just like a blunt foot trauma <laughs> <laughs> to the head, like nose? No, just keep falling over. Floor, yeah. 
I'm trying to think of it. There's a door stop on on the way out of the kitchen. Isn't it? <laughs> no, but like honestly, it sounds weird, but just, it, not to that extent, obviously. But just like a little trigger that makes you just go, oh, you know, I need to get moving here. A brain reset a, type of thing. Yeah, yeah. It just like we were speaking last time. Um, it's just weird. It just it just gets me like I've got I've got to move now. I've literally got to get up <laughs> off the floor. Have to move. Yeah, yeah. So, so that makes sense. Like, interesting. What, but yeah, just body weight stuff. Basically, like four or five times a week. Mm. Obviously, yeah, if you've not got access to any equipment, then doing stuff like that is going to be probably one of the best things to do because. Mm. Not everyone wants to go out for a run. Not everyone wants to go cycling. Um, going out for a run at the moment, it's it's kind of like could be a little bit difficult to sort of uh, guess what the weather's going to be like. Whether you're going to break your neck or whether you're going to drown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like doing, doing like a body weight session, though it's obviously not ideal. It's something that's moving moving people and obviously yourself into the right direction. So. Forwards, mm. forward doesn't like matter the speed, like as the the saying goes, like and something's better than nothing. Yeah, so that's like I think that's a pretty good tip. Yeah. That um, if you look out the window and it's pissing down, you don't really fancy putting your running shoes on. Throw yourself yeah. on the floor and do as <laughs> do as many press ups as you can. <laughs> no dive like, to the floor. Yeah, loads of people will be sending their like injury claims in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But he told me to throw himself. <laughs> we then might do a disclaimer. <laughs> we, mm, might get, yeah. we might get a sponsorship off like injury injury lawyers for you or something like that. So I'm gonna need yeah, them. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Joe, Joe, hit, hit me with yours. What's, uh, what's your big sort of? Uh, what's your thing that you've been doing? And please tell me it's something <laughs> similar to that. <laughs> I just find I kind of get over that like Sam's motivation or like kind of trigger to exercise is the same as like his trigger as if he was on fire and it's just stop drop and roll around on the floor. Yeah. It's a life or death situation. <laughs> but that uh, that's that's like not a bad visualization technique to put this fire out. You've got to do a load of press ups. Yeah. Stop dropping. Like that meme <laughs> dropping the fire around him. Oh yeah. This this is fine. This is fine. <laughs> right. Anyway, um, my tip is regardless of whether you've got like a gym to go and train in or not, you've got to have like a point of what you're doing or like at least some kind of goal to work towards. And ultimately if you're not working towards something or have some kind of like tangible um goal or something that you wanna do have a point to your training then it's not going to stick like you get a lot of people who have access to the gym anyway um who don't stick to it so there needs to be some kind of like point to training so whether it be that you want to do x y and z when you have a gym together and um, you want to reach that next five kilo goal it has to be kind of set in stone for you and that has to be your motivation to go in ultimately what you'll hold yourself accountable to to then go and hit that goal. And that's where your consistency and kind of intensity of your training comes from. Mm. Um, if it's at home, even if like you're kind of limited in what you're doing, it could even be like a goal where it's orientated about your performance when you come back. So with 
it could be mobility orientated. So you want to be able to make sure that you are able to hit all the positions you need to hit in your squats. Um, or you want to be able to do no red squats, but you're limited, if limited in mobility, then maybe now's a good time to be able to do that. 100%. Like, that's the, a good example of sort of taking like a more kind of, more kind of like macro view of like a year, for example, and saying, right, okay, from now, for example, like obviously you work with, work, we work with a lot of weightlifters, um uh for now until we don't know when there's gonna be this amount of time to work on this thing which when we get back to the gym and you want to be like snatching and cleaning jerking and squatting big weights they're gonna serve you well at that point yeah. but the work the absolute worst thing to do now is nothing like mm. <laughs> doing nothing doing something is better than doing nothing doing nothing's the absolute worst because you either stay still or you regress. So I think that's a really good point of obviously when we've got access to a gym, usually the smart programs will kind of, they'll work on something that leads into something else that leads into something else that leads into something else. So that's just kind of like muscle building, leading, <laughs> leading into strength, leading into power, for example, just as a, a very kind of general example. So right now it could be, all right, I know that I can't get, into a gym but what i'm going to do like sort of using both of your uh, tips sam's and joe's um i'm going to work on my mobility monday wednesday and friday and on tuesday and thursday i'm going to do a load of max reps because then i'm killing two birds with one stone i'm being active i'm working on something that's going to serve me well later down the line and it's a bit of a mood changer as well yeah i think that's a that's a really really good point um, and I think it's it's one that was pretty easy to overlook um, mm -hmm. through lockdown is working on your mobility. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I think a lot of people, well, why people like adhere to running programs a little bit more than they do to like your, your programs that you'll do indoor, for example. Like if someone's got like body weight training to do, it's just easier to count. Mm. Yeah, you can, you can see if you've improved. You can see if your same time or your time is faster over the same distance and it's just a little bit easier to be able to like um it's like smart goals right it's a measurable measurable part of smart goals that's why the you know it, it's easier to why stick. even though that's like a cringe thing that like middle managers use it it works yeah it's effect it's like it's yeah. literally the bible of goal setting yeah. For, yeah for people that don't know what those are it's obviously uh, specific measurable what's the a achievable achievable uh realistic and time bound time. Yeah. so it's a dead straightforward way of figuring out what you need to do and in what kind of time you're going to be looking at doing it um mm. yeah that's, that's a really good point um yeah I, I think that there's been times in certain jobs that i've had in the past and i think jane will testify to this as well where like that's been sort of misunderstood a little bit and misrepresented but it is mm. literally it's like the holy grail of setting a goal and that's that's why it's that it's that things like that stand the test of time because they are so effective i still mm. use it for myself anyway really i have with it is the acronym the a and the r are the same thing <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> well technically no they're not, they're not um achievable so I don't you, breathe. Yeah. 
can be agreed or achievable, can't it? Mm. Depends um, what context is in. Yeah. yeah. Depends on the context. Now, I'm a big fan of people setting what you might describe as like a lofty goal. So yeah. like a lofty goal in terms of like, all right, I want to squat 300 kilos, for example. It's probably a pretty lofty goal. You're going to have to break that down into smaller, more manageable goals. Do you know what I mean? And it's kind of like yeah. a, a, it's an even more macro view of the macro view. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Well, that's not achievable as you walking straight in and trying to squat 300 kilos. Well, yeah. Fucking, <laughs> you can fold, agree. Yeah. Fold me in two like a fucking accordion. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You can agree that that's what you're going to do. It's uh, not yeah. achievable. Yeah, it's not achievable. That's, yeah, when you have, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's when you have to just... There's uh, smart uh, goals where like the E oh, yeah. is... Uh, what's, what's the E? If, oh, if, eval- evaluate. And the Reassess R. or something. God. Something like that, yeah. But, yeah. I think that's a great point. Mm. There's a lot of people now who are probably going to be struggling for, for goals. That is the fucking best place to start because it'll mean that you're going to actually have to think about some of the things that you've got to do to achieve the thing that you say that you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dougie, you got anything? Yeah, so, I mean, tips for lockdown. I think it's just like structuring your day um goes a long way towards because there's so many people just um they're they're at home all day if they've been like furloughed and then end up doing not a lot and i think structure is just really good for people to feel like they're doing something they're okay um in just like many ways like i know um if i have a day off and I, i don't do anything i end up feeling a little bit terrible but if i like structure it a little bit more and then they'll end up getting a lot done you feel so much better about yourself and that can be like with anything structuring when you're going to work out if you're at, if you're doing home workouts yeah i've got a oh, i've got to be at the gym at this time but you can still say i'm gonna work out this time on these days mm. yeah um, yeah yeah it's just uh like I've, it's it's sort of come from a point i keep hearing from like lots of different people um there's from Jocko Willicks that discipline equals freedom I've just started listening to Matt McConaughey's um autobiography and he starts saying the same thing his saying is conservative before liberal where you structure and plan things before you like go for it like be free and stuff all right all right I swear I thought (laughs) right I thought what he went and Matthew McConaughey says, I thought you were going to say what all he's right, saying, but right, in his right. sex. <laughs> no, not that. In his accent. I thought you were going to try and do Matthew McConaughey's accent. I I am terrible <laughs> at accents. Any accent I try to do just sounds Asian. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, even, I don't even attempt them. I wish I could. I wish I could have put an accent on there. It would have sounded great. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, I, th- I think no. Get, getting back to the point, like, because I I was trying so hard. I don't know if you've seen how red I went trying mm. not to say, "All right, all right." All right. Well, you had to do it, didn't you? <laughs> Just had to fucking do it. Yeah. Um, but getting back to the point that you're making, yeah, definitely. I mean, and again, it ties in with 
what Sam and what Joe been saying. So you can put those uh, those activities in at different times, or you can have like a set time where it's like at five thirty I'd normally go to the gym. So I'm going to make a point of maybe going for a run or like going for a bike ride at half five. I don't know yeah. what psychopath would be doing that at this time but it's still it's in there it's something that's like part of your schedule it's something that you're not gonna like bitch out on because uh it's written into your day yeah eyes in with like the whole discipline thing discipline equals freedom all that kind of stuff getting things done and it's something which is specific and measurable and is gonna help you get towards the goal that you want all right if you want to squat 300 kilos going back to like my example, then cycling and running probably aren't very efficient to get you to that goal. However, being able to like being able to have like, for example, a better, like better recovery in between sets and reps, that's going to help. And that's going to be able to help you like sort of fuel your harder workouts because you're going to become a bit less fatigued from them, recover from your training a bit faster, all that kind of stuff. So everything has a place. And it's a case of doing what you can do now to serve you well in the future, because there's always going to be something to chase. Yeah. I really think that, that those three things really tie in together. Um, and I think that's like a really good point from Dougie. Um, it's like, Jane, have you got anything you want to add to that? Mine kind of ties in <laughs> nicely with <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you. <laughs> These are all like laughing because Oscar's just been let out for a poo. <laughs> and we've had to like recut it. <laughs> and Martin's acting skills are just awful. Okay, <laughs> now. It's what I've got to deal with. <laughs> yeah. So mine just ties in nicely with what everyone else has said. Um, I, I've started writing to-do lists first thing in the morning. And that allows me to have structure during the day. It allows me to set small goals, small achievable goals. And if I don't do it, I throw myself on the floor. So ties <laughs> <laughs> it nicely. Set yourself on fire and roll around. This is it. This is fine. This is fine. It must be an it must be a genetic thing then. Just, yeah, it's in it's our in the DNA. Yeah. <laughs> like a possum, we just go. <laughs> I know, yeah. I imagine our ancestors doing it like in the 1700s. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the farm <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> all right so yeah there's some uh some great tips there in, like ways to structure your day uh ways to get training done ways to look at things from a slightly different perspective because it'd be it's easy to kind of get on the woe is me bandwagon oh, i can't go to the gym i've got no equipment i've not got this i've not got that i've not got the other um and look at it from a different point of view. Like, what can you do now to serve you better when gyms are back open and you're going to unrack your old max back squat and <laughs> it's going to crush you? <laughs> so what can you do yeah. now to help alleviate that or even improve the training towards training towards a new max? I think yeah. those are, there's some real good points in there. Uh, some stuff about generally getting as much work done as you can. Um structuring your day uh, and basically having something that's achievable and is going to serve you pretty well in the long term. I think there's some, uh, some great stuff uh, there, guys. Definitely, I think one of the things that I would 
would say uh, is one of my tips is do something every day, even if it's just like a five minute EMOM session. Um, every minute do 10 bodyweight squats and 10 press ups. And obviously you can scale that as much as you need to. So it could be like for the first day, I'm going to do a press up and a squat. The next day I'm going to do two press ups and two squats mm. all the way up. And you can always increase reps or you can increase time. You can always do a bit more, try and push yourself a little bit harder. And it's very, very, very simple and time effective. So there's not a massive time commitment there. It's better than doing fuck all, sitting on the couch and getting fat, basically. Yeah. All right. Next up, <laughs> we're going to take a few little questions from each other. And I'm quite nervous and excited to see how this is going to go so we've each got <laughs> we've each got a couple of questions or at least one question uh about something to do with training nutrition lifestyle just general gym stuff uh and yeah we'll see what <laughs> what some of these answers are going to be which is pretty funny and first up we'll go go straight to jane first hey <laughs> So am I asking the questions first? You ask the question first, yeah. My question is for everyone. And um, I'll, I'll start with Dougie first. <laughs> so with you the two, you can get to think about it. What is your go-to hangover food? So when you're hungover, what's the one thing that's like, <laughs> that, that sorts you out? Oh. You just stays drunk. Had a skull. I mean, yeah. Because people tend to, when, when you're hungover, you just, you pig out to the point where it's like, you feel even worse. Uh, yeah, I mean, my answer's not going to be great for a fitness podcast. <laughs> Mine isn't, I'm not going to lie, like. Mackie's <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> Mackie's breakfast. <laughs> sausage and egg McMuffin. Love it. Juice. <laughs> mine, <laughs> is a, mine is a deep pan pizza, like a pounds one from like a, any retailer but you know like a, a cheap one yeah. um with a tin of beans on top oh, <laughs> nice. not that much, but i swear to god when i have it i'm like and a pint of vinto i'm sorted it's <laughs> like a 10 year old tea <laughs> i am living the dream when i'm hungover oh. go on joe what's yours um this odd on this because I've not been that hungover for a while because bars are closed, aren't they? Um, There's <laughs> <laughs> always solo drinking. Oh, yeah. On a, on a park bench. Yeah. Swallowing. Yeah. A brown bag. <laughs> yeah. The very, very essential bargain booze is still open. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fucking fantastic, isn't it? <laughs> oh, no. And apparently, did you do deliveries now as well? Woohoo. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Joe. Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, my God, Sam. Are you fuming by any chance? I didn't know you'd done that, but yeah, I am. I'm a bit angry. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, Joe. You might just, like, drop to the floor in a second. and. first. Many things sharp. Just open the window and walk out of it like the IT crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I've just had enough of it. Make me a cup of tea, please, Stephanie. Somebody <laughs> says, Mr. Denham, make me a cup of tea, please, Stephanie. <laughs> jumps off the window. Yeah. 
Um, if I had to pick like a takeaway, I think it would be like, hey, had um caribou poutine. I've heard of them, but I've not had them. Yeah. Fifth, um, it's like, right, I hate cheesy chips to to me core, but it's the only ones I can like stand, which is like, it's essentially um, chips, cheese curds, gravy, and like a, a kind of a topping, like you might get like steak or chicken or something. But it, it sounds like proper shit, but it's so good. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it's just like I'm sold already. <laughs> I love cheesy chips, mate. Is, is it food? Because Dougie's in. <laughs> <laughs> like poutine's Canadian. I think it's like Canadian. You know, no, I have a yeah, isn't it Canadian? <clears throat> I think I have heard of it actually. Yeah, that's what he just said. Sorry. Could I have just said Canada chips and left it at that? Canada. Oh, Canada chips. Yeah, Relax, yeah. Go on, Sam, what's yours? Salt and pepper chicken, I think, with curry on. But I remember, Sorry. I remember going to everyone. Oh, have you ever put curry over salt and pepper chicken? Yeah, yeah. People have been doing that for ages. Shoot me down. <laughs> I think was that yeah. me? It's it probably what. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come into the crisis. Oh, have you had curry on it? Yeah, yeah. I think I'm I told you to do it. it on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Boss, with the uh, with boiled rice as well and, and chips. Just. Oh, hey, love it. And I'm just a big carb overload. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it sorts me out every time. Like. Yeah. So it's not really good for the fitness the fitness podcast. Uh, I think, no, no, I no, think no, no, it's no, no. Let's, <laughs> good let's, to know. Like, let's be grown ups here. We're all adults. We've all had a bevy. We've all been hungover. Like, yeah. let's not like we just just because we're coaches and we're into training <laughs> oh, yeah. doesn't mean we're not allowed to get fucking smashed every now and then. What's you yours? Know what I mean? uh, What's yours? Mine is uh, either salt and vinegar squares or salt and vinegar discos. Fucking business. <laughs> but like literally like a family pack <laughs> of, <laughs> of, of like yeah. salt, salt and vinegar crisps. Like, and <laughs> the reason behind that, right, so it kind of comes back to uh, to Dougie's one a little bit because obviously, with given the choice, you're probably gonna go for a uh, like a Mackey's brekkie, really, aren't you? Like it's just a load of salt. Like yeah. that's kind of what you need when you're hungover. Like yeah, yeah. And my, in my like little pea brain, my <laughs> it's like you need salt. Those are the saltiest crisps going. <laughs> it, it works though. For, yeah. for me, it works. Like on, on the butty. Yeah. Oh, are you? Yeah. Oh, Business. Hey. What, a, <laughs> what a great question that was, by the way. Uh, oh, that's a boring compared to that. <laughs> why, like, why so serious? It you know what I mean? Matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Edit this. Go. James goes last. Yeah. Yeah. Next build, time. Build yeah. suspense. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Joe. What was your question? Throw me under the bus, yeah, mate. <laughs> um, so mine's a bit different. <laughs> Thought I'd like stay on some kind of gym theme. Uh, so when you first started training, like way back when, um, what did your training look like? Like when you used to go to the gym? So 
like <laughs> the first gym you ever went to the first time like you were really training so what did you give us a sample session mine oh. was that Les <laughs> 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 yeah <laughs> his laugh. calisthenics <laughs> oh. um, my <laughs> mine was literally when i was about 12 uh i would go on the rowing machine for about half an hour something like that then get off uh and do like five sets of 10 curls <laughs> and then go on a chest press machine and it, yeah. I, you would do that like three times a week and wondered why i wasn't getting any bigger because i was doing like two and a two and a half to three hours worth of rowing a week as well as like rugby training you know playing outside all that kind of stuff yeah <laughs> proper mm. like proper just like arms and chest <laughs> which now is like the two things that i just don't really train at all <laughs> <laughs> all those years and years of reps and you yeah <laughs> what about you dougie oh it, well as you imagine any teenage lad that walks into a gym it's just gonna be exactly the same i would go i'd go to a gym chest press machine Two sets of ten. Don't know why two. Just did two of that. Uh, Optimal. <laughs> two sets of ten on a pull down. Nice. Two sets of ten on a shoulder press machine, <laughs> and two sets of ten on the rowing um, horizontal row. So yeah, you know, don't want to fatigue myself. There's there's a there's a thing that I, that I uh, that I heard on a on another fitness podcast. It's called the the fitness menopause, right? And it's where you get to a point, and it more more so apparently, according to the guy on the podcast, affects more men than it does women. Apparently, I don't I, I can't re remember exactly what like the the logic behind that was, but obviously there's four fellas here. There is no one, two, three, four, yeah. And James... I thought that was going to be a rip on me then. Well, yeah. <laughs> There's three fellas and uh, <laughs> one Dougie and Jane. <laughs> um, and the fitness menopause is like, it affects blokes who go to the gym, do like that kind of training. So like they just do a shitload of chest and arms till they get absolutely sick of it. And then they decide that they want to go and do like CrossFit or powerlifting or something competitive or weightlifting or whatever. I thought that's like a pretty interesting way of looking at things like yeah. the mm. fitness menopause. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, don't, I just don't know why it was two sets. We will never uh, know. Don't want to get too big. Yeah, don't want to yeah. get too big, do you? Uh, <laughs> Are you still on then... that program now? <laughs> <laughs> the small but sassy program. As not finished then, right. after I don't go of those only upper body machines, I then grab a pair of dumbbells, do three sets. I've opted up. Three sets of ten on bicep nice. curls, supersetted nice. with sit-ups, <laughs> and that was the bicep one curls and, and that I did. Ups? Sorry, it's a, yeah, bicep curls and sit-ups. Okay. 
what a what a dreamy superset that is. That, yeah. That's a beautiful superset. superset. <laughs> Only workout would be that session, and I just rinse repeat that. Maybe now <laughs> I think I can lift more. Maybe. Instead, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered why I was a scrawny kid. Taken <laughs> now. Oh, we're all still you wondering. Can. <laughs> do you know what right mine was like i feel like we're, we're fitting into boxes but it's going to be cheesy but it's going to lead into something mine was a typical girl so i'd, I'd walk in see like the free weights see the bars and stuff and be like nah i hate running so i was like i'm not even going near the treadmill so i do like bums and tums classes and, and stuff do you know what I mean where you just do donkey kicks for like 40 minutes that's yeah, all of the arse isn't it <laughs> yeah and you're just like not a squat in sight but like that was back in the day like but you're just thinking oh my god but once I started getting a little bit of structure and understanding a little bit more I was like ah so this is this is training this is much better someone some a coach Telling me what to do was much better. So everyone get a coach. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> come to Strength Co. <laughs> Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Yeah, it was just some <laughs> some Jane Fonda, some Jane Fonda who'd watched that well, that Bev from Coronation Street video, spandex, and just going. Do you remember aerobics where you just walk to the left yeah. and clap, walk to the right and clap? <laughs> oh my god, do you know what I think about it? It was fun, <laughs> don't get me wrong, and I moved, don't get me wrong, but it was like five pounds a session show. That's everything. <laughs> My mum had one of those uh, What's a Face Off Corrie videos. Bev. Yeah. Look at me, Bozzy, Jim. Look at me, Bozzy. <laughs> I'm dead sexy. <laughs> Jim. Unbelievable. Who's, that? who's, who's Bev? I thought, who's Bev? Which one's Bev? She had like big, long, curly hair. And she used to wear like a leopard print. What she off? Had... Wasn't she's on a fitness video? Yeah. Yeah, the old one. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Even do you know with Les Battersby's wife? She had one. The little Battersby. <laughs> the little Battersby. I don't know what her name was. What was it? Jeanette or something? Leslie Battersby. <laughs> I don't know. She had a fitness one. Just like sort of off topic here. Uh, <laughs> interesting fact about Les Battersby. I think you might, might know what I'm going to say here. You know, the uh, the documentary that was on Netflix about the Yorkshire River? <laughs> Sam's in bits. He found one of them. Yeah, he found one. He found one of the victims. Isn't that mental? In Man. real life. I'm sure about for laughing now. <laughs> if that came out of me, Les Battersby, fact of the day calendar, that. Like that yeah, was... he's got like a little flipper deck or whatever they call it. Yeah. Roller deck. Yeah. It's just all photos of him <laughs> every month. <laughs> uh, so, like, the, I think that's a good question, that Joe. Because, um, what, what did firstly, like, what did yours look like? What did your training session look like? Right. So, when I first started training, was they just built like a, a gym at our school. So, like, would have like a PE session and would just kind of go in and like, right, max all the machines out. So yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. I was like, yeah. And like, I was super competitive, so why wouldn't I? Um, 
so we'd like do a leg press then leg extension then like me mates would be like well no no because i've got like a stronger body and then you drag us across to that and then like you'd have like score sheets on like all different ones and then you'd end up on the bench press doing as many reps as you can with <laughs> 20 kilo dumbbell because that was as high as it went but it was just about like going in and blitzing everything at the time <laughs> it's funny the way that you can do that when you're a kid isn't it and like still have, yeah. like, still have like energy for sports and all that kind of stuff it's mad Is I, I'm dying to know what Sam's was <laughs> Still, you, uh, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just it's just the same as everyone else's, really. Just uh, just going. Me and my mates had to start it. Me mate Andy and um, in you know the gym in Liverpool one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we started that. We used to start every session off with the hundred abs. Uh, <laughs> But that's not even, and then that's not even the worst bit because I read up on it and I thought as I just started, I was just starting uni and I thought I'm gonna read up on this a bit and it was just like protein this, protein that. So we we used to get three chicken selects before we went to the gym, <laughs> then waited half an hour and go in. Sometimes we go, oh, I don't feel a bit, I don't feel well today. I, can't, I don't think I can train and stuff. We've just had three chicken selects, that's why. And then done abs. I know. It's just, it's just weird. 2,000 calories worth of Mackies before a training session. <laughs> no, it was weird. And then you go in and just throw yourself on the floor, like literally, to an abs. <laughs> Straight to the death. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, if the Mackies before training is better or worse than the people who train like go to the gym and then go i deserve this mackies like yeah. i can't decide what which one's worse i deserve a chippy after you have to go in the gym yeah. to swimming world yeah <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? this has got no points <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that sam yeah. So, but yeah it's just the same as everyone else's just trying to max it all out and stuff all the machines I think everyone starts in the same way, and I mean, to a point, mm. like doing that kind of thing with structure isn't the worst thing in the world. Mm. If you kind of say to yourself, right, I can do this for 10, as long as you recover enough, you'll still, or you should be able to like kind of carry on as a beginner to doing a little bit more, a little bit more, an extra rep. It might plateau off after a while, but it's not the worst thing. You do exactly. Yeah. 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 100%. 100%. All right, so who's had questions now? Jane and Joe. Yeah, yeah, all right. Uh, next, we'll go Dougie. Go on, Dougie. What was your, your big question? My big question. Big question. Um, this was more just for my interest. Um, as a fairly newish coach, I wanted to ask everyone, what difficulties have you found transitioning from being a gym goer to a gym coach? It's a good question. Um, I think that if I like, want to take the lead on just answering this question to start off with, um, I think that it's important to sort of separate yourself from you, the athlete or gym person into you, the coach. So a good coach will always make it all about the athlete 
and how they can improve and how they can get better and how um, how making like little changes to the way that you program things will improve things for the athlete or the client. And I think that having that as a point of view um, and sort of putting your own ego in check a little bit uh, and getting out of like the comparison games, like one of the worst things that I think, one of the worst traps you can fall down as a coach is like trying to compare yourself to everyone. Mm. like because you fall into a bit of a comparison trap like oh I should be doing better than them I should be doing better than them whereas like in mm. reality it doesn't really fucking matter does it like no yeah. one really no one really gives a shit about uh, your results apart from you like yeah. obviously there'll be people that are going to want to see <clears> as well all that kind of stuff and I think that uh, one of the things that has definitely served me well is just getting to know people rather than like to be in this like kind of ego driven because obviously like in the type of training that we coach at our gym there can there can be quite, quite a bit of a little bit of ego involved it in it in the traditional kind of sense of training yeah. whereas like as soon as someone walks through the door of our gym we kind of don't really allow it that much it's yeah. it's more sort of inclusive rather than exclusive and if someone's mm. like, let's say someone in the 40s who's not done anything since they've left school, which has been the case like for people that I've trained and I've coached in the past, there's no point basically comparing yourself to them and how much better at things you are than them because it doesn't really fucking matter. You're never going to be competing against them. So you mm. might as well help them be the best version of themselves because there's nothing better than helping someone do something that they never thought that they could do before and having a little hand in it like yeah. you haven't really done anything other than your job like you know what i mean so i, th I think that remembering that, that that it's like it's not about you it's about the client or the athlete yeah. is like a big big point in sort of transitioning from being a gym goer into like coaching people yeah. let's be mm. honest and anyone can kind of anyone can be an instructor and that's where the difference between being an instructor and being a coach comes into it. Yeah, there are times when you're coaching that you're going to need to instruct people. But if you've coached them and got to know them uh, and made them feel at ease and all that kind of stuff, then you're going to be able to instruct them, but coach them as well. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's why like with, with things like coaching cues, when we have like little meetings where we go over like, um, you know, like little development type stuff, we say try and make a cue like funny like or memorable or whatever because it'll resonate with the person and it can serve as like a little bit of an icebreaker it's like one of my big things is get to know the people that you're coaching because it's easy to forget that they are actually human and they're not robots yeah, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. They're, they're they're like humans like for the other 23 hours of the day that they're not in the gym and so it could be that if they come in with a face on or they come in in a great mood, mm. it's obviously two opposite ends of the spectrum. Find out what's happened, like, and coach them based around that. I think yeah. that's like, that's kind of like my sort of gist of it. There's no like magic or secret formula to it. It's yeah. just about learning different things every day. Cause the people that you coach will teach you things about yourself. So yeah. like, when you're trying to show show someone how to do an RDL, for example, like <laughs> a 
for, mm. someone, for someone who's not done anything in an athletic sense for the last 20 years, teaching a hip hinge can be sometimes a bit challenging. And so it can teach you mm. to have that patience because they're not there to annoy you. They, <clears throat> they want to be able to do the thing. They want to be able to yeah. do things right first time. No one wants to be shit at anything. Yeah. And it's, it's remembering that. <laughs> it's remembering that having patience and making sure that things are fun and enjoyable. That's the way that, that I always like to try and express myself in the way that I coach, making it about them and trying to make their experience in a gym as enjoyable as it can be, because it can be an intimidating place. I mean, I've, I've walked into gyms, obviously I'm not Mm. like not the strongest person in the world. I'm not like the most technically gifted in the world or that kind of stuff, but like I'll have a go. I'd always, yeah. I'd always mm. have a go. Um, and there's people who might walk into the gym and be coached by like one of us who, all right, they might not even have that attitude. And so it's like important to remember that everyone's on a different kind of path. If you can steer them somewhat in the right direction, then they're going to make progress. And that's, yeah. the, that's the aim of coaching in my eyes. Yeah. No, it's um, it's definitely interesting, like hearing that. Like, um, I've found myself having to check myself like a couple of times when, with the comparisons thing that you said at the start, like because everyone's stronger than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. No, uh, but, Say not. <laughs> I don't know if there's like a pressure that can't kind of become, comes along with being a coach, where yeah, you you're supposed to know it, and you therefore you're supposed to be stronger than everyone and then when you start seeing someone making amazing progress and mm. either catching you up or overtaking you i found myself more so than when i was just a regular just gym going there, yeah. <laughs> and having to check like check myself a little bit with my own ego um, yeah sometimes so i think it, that's that that's that's definitely an interesting point um and the good thing about that is it means that you've done your job. Yeah. You're stronger. People are getting yeah. better. Yeah. You can yeah. also use it. Like, I mean, one of the things that that I like about obviously all of us, that I fucking love about all of us, to be honest with you, is that we walk the talk. So we don't just tell people to go train, to go track the food, to fucking do whatever. We actually do it ourselves. Like, yeah. we're doing our own... We're, we're, we're basically training ourselves. Um, we're looking after ourselves. We're walking that that talk that we're preaching. And so I think mm. that it can be a good thing for someone to start catching you up because it means yeah. that, well, what the fuck have I been doing if they're catching me up? And six, <laughs> yeah. six months ago, like they couldn't even like squat a barbell, for example. It means that it's more of a reflection on how well they've done rather than how terrible you are. But you can also interpret yeah. it a different way and be like, right, okay, I've kind of taken my foot off the gas a little bit here. So I need, I need in order for me to feel good about my own training, I need to push myself. I need to yeah. set things up. Excuse me. I need to maybe rejig my program. I maybe need to... Uh, have a think about the type, the style of training that I'm doing for this time. And obviously, if you've got a long-term plan, then things should be kind of mapped out already. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think that is that is a good point. Um, 
but it also when you look at it from the positive side it's um it means that you've done your job <laughs> yeah that's definitely the way that i've helped to deal with it um when you start getting like oh it was like but it means i must be doing something right as a coach so and that's then you start taking a little bit of priding in the person mm. that's catching you up or overtaking you a little bit so yeah mm. um next up how about joe let's go with you um as far as like kind of being a new coach and i think you're from like a similar background as me where you've went to university and tried to do things like kind of as evidence driven as possible so i'm going to go the opposite way to martin and i'm going to make this just completely about me uh, <laughs> as you always do <laughs> now that's good because i actually want to know what your like your personal struggles are as well um, I know it looks like I've got such a flawless life at the moment, but I do have them. Um, why my fucking hair looks like this. Love for quad over here. John Wick. <laughs> John go, Wick. John, John, go John Wick with that. Go mate. John yeah. Wick with yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Lord, yeah. Lord Farquhar is a good shout, to be fair. But yeah, yeah. Go, go John Wick. We'll go John Wick for that. Yeah. 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 You're a dog now. <laughs> um, so, so like coming out uni i was very much about like oh you very much have it drilled in you that like it must be evidence-based it must be this must be that and there's quite a lot of like um say programming or kind of pressures to being absolutely perfect um and things to be um absolutely on the cutting edge of science um it must be something new um say for strength and conditioning is like a a great example of like a bunch of people who are trying to be the first to do something at the moment mm. and it feels as though like i'll save this for instagram uh, <laughs> but i think like, a lot of like snc coaches are kind of just really doing a lot of weird shit on instagram <laughs> and kind of with very big convoluted explanations behind their scientific like kind of thought and it's kind of just a bit weird and it's probably not that much more effective than something very simple done very well and for me, yeah. I mean, I wasn't, you know, being really weird with like exercise and stuff, but I definitely felt as though I had this pressure to like make sure I had a justified reason as to why I was using each exercise. Whereas kind of going simple is better every single time. And and that's kind of reflected in like the, if you look at the programming I did when I came out of university, which was very long, very complex, very thought through. Um, I had like Excel spreadsheets which wouldn't like load for 10 minutes because there was so much shit oh in my them. god is that not just because you of your laptop <laughs> yeah. so it was like <laughs> i was like measuring like acute to chronic workload ratios and then it was like taking me god knows how long to pull this data in i never would have been able to do that for like a team mm. yeah yeah so keeping things dead simple and keeping kind of what you know in mind um or keeping the kind of science in mind and using it where it's you know it should be used don't feel like you have to kind of come up with something new like this you don't have to reinvent the wheel for getting strong like people have, yeah. people have been doing it for years like the fact that sports science is generally about 20 years behind mm. like the application of like kind of strength training it just seems as though like a lot of studies now are studies based on something like 
some guy who's really strong has been doing for the last 20 years and it's like oh my god this is new <laughs> groundbreaking yeah. stuff yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know a groundbreaking study it's just something that fucking old jeff has been uh, doing <laughs> getting like everyone who comes to his gym strong and it's just been his method it's yeah yeah so to summarize like keep it simple um don't feel a pressure to have to use the most cutting edge thing just because you know about it kind yeah. of understand why the basics work um because of what you know and implement it kind of like season it season your programs with salt bay salt bay yeah salt bay the shit <laughs> out of it yeah. <laughs> don't be afraid to go simple that's interesting i can yeah. definitely relate with that as well i mean um one of the programs i've written for the powerlifters before i tried like experimenting with things before and then it think i was being fancy but it didn't really do much compared to what i thought it was going to do because i've thought you know um and then subsequent programs i've kept done more simple ones and then they've worked far better yeah um, mm. so, uh, yeah i can i can completely see that point um and glad to know it's not just me <laughs> <laughs> every every single person who even considers like doing something like um going at strength and conditioning or like thinking about doing the UKSA for example will kind of have the same kind of nerves I think and the same kind of feeling of like am I justifying exactly what I'm doing enough to look good to my peers whereas mm. it's not for peers like if you're getting results with your athletes it doesn't doesn't matter yeah yeah exactly, mm. exactly. yeah um next up how about you Sam have you um seen any problems or had any difficulties transitioning into a coach uh well mine's probably uh unique in the sense that there's been three lockdowns to <laughs> every time i've never had like a full year of well, coaching there's always like a gap in between every time sam was gonna um, lead some sessions at the gym it got announced that was there was gonna be a lockdown like literally every fucking time know, it was gonna yeah no, don't get me wrong obviously like he'd been around us all while we've been coaching uh <laughs> but yeah. every time he was like gonna get left on his own and it's like kind of like he was ringing boris going oh i'm gonna have to coach by myself <laughs> can you do a lockdown yeah <laughs> So, like that, the third time I was like that. This is getting a bit obvious. This is no policy. That's <laughs> <laughs> Sam's difficulty becoming a coach is coronavirus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's short. Like, Jane, how about you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much. Um, I'd say that's been obviously the number one because it's just like. It holds the like you're going up and then you'll just have the lockdown and it'll just halt it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because you're building those connections with everyone in the gym. Um, you know, it's getting better and better, and then it, it just stops then. Do you know what I mean? And it, it starts going back down again. Like um it, it's just one of them, isn't it? Like the lockdown's just hinted um hindered the uh, the relationships between the um uh, people in the gym. Yeah. yeah, because you the, were the coronavirus. That yeah, day. do you feel that's because you were you were a, you were a newer coach than us, so you were trying to show your face a little bit more. But anytime really you come, because we, I really need the toilet. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, because we'd been um, obviously coaching a lot longer, so people knew us. So then you got introduced, and then there was a lockdown, 
So you found it more difficult doing it over Zoom, do you feel? Yeah, I mean, every time... But, yeah, but I mean, now every it's time a little bit get, better. Every time it reopens, it, it, it gets better anyway. Mm. So I start talking about... Because you, you need... Everyone's completely different. Everyone's got different, you know, views. Everyone's got different sense of humour, taste and stuff. Mm. So you know everyone. Like, oh, have you listened to this? What have you watched today? But then you forget stuff. So you might, you might go like... <laughs> Have you watched this? You're like, I don't even like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I told you this last um, time. <laughs> but yeah, it was good to see that I was just like each time I was going back in, it was getting better. Yeah. Um, I think I think that's you know, that's probably a good point for you because I think what you've been yeah. able to do is obviously you've you've been around the gym and you've been able to like chat to people all that kind of stuff. Um, mm. But uh, what you've been able to do is sort of put some. Uh, some of like the the theory stuff into practice so you've been able to put some of the stuff that we might have worked on through like a lockdown into yeah. like practical application which is obviously great like you might as well try stuff a bit like what dougie was saying with his program like it it, it took that i wouldn't say it was a car crash of a of a program Wow. It was, it was, it was maybe a, maybe a moped crash. We'll go for that. It was, it was, it could have been worse, but it wasn't that bad. Like no. it's a valuable lesson to learn of like how to sort of do things. And if it takes like making a mistake or two to get a bit better, then that's that's how progress works. Yeah, yeah. You, get better. you make mistakes, you learn from them. Um, and I think every time there's been obviously a lockdown. Um, when we've been able to reopen, um, you've kind of reintroduced yourself really well to people. So, sound. I think like you learn, you learn from making mistakes. Everyone's gonna make mistakes. Yeah. We're all human. Um, so yeah, that's like my sort of two cents on that. Just to just to cover the the time between Dougie going for a piss and coming back again. <laughs> <laughs> just a filler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right, mate. It's all right. Are you going to edit that out, or are you just? No, I'll we'll leave it in. Yeah. We'll, 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 yeah. add, we'll add some fart noises. Yeah, we couldn't. <laughs> we couldn't hear you, so it was all right, mate. Like. Yeah. He didn't yeah. take us in with you. <laughs> he's, uh, he, he, he didn't. He didn't, no, he didn't go anywhere. He's actually. He's he's recording from his bathroom now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so imagine the we just went. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Brought us in. <laughs> I just thought we went. Oh, sorry. I just need to go for a piss. Stood up and then just turn around. <laughs> like Douglas. Porcelain. Right. Anyway, back to topic. Seven best for best for last. Aye. Ah, shit. Ah, fucking hell. Fucking hell. Mine is like, I feel like I just wait for all you to talk and then just rob all your answers. <laughs> but it's just, it, it's just, it is a collection of what you've all just said. I found when I, when I first started coaching that I felt the need to know everything. I was like, oh my God, I need to know everything. What if someone asks me something and I don't know it? And then as a, as more, as a coach more and more, I realised that instead of it, looking at it like a bad thing that I didn't know like some th certain things people were asking me I seen it as a positive and was like no this is a massive opportunity to learn so yeah so people would be asking me something I go do you know what I'm being open and honest I don't actually know that one but I'll find out and then finding it out for them and then the next day or the next time they were training going oh I looked that up 
and X, Y, and Z. And it was a good opportunity for me to learn and me to grow and develop as a coach. So rather than being like, oh my God, I don't know everything. Yeah. Just yeah. the art of mastery is to forever be the student. And that's mm. my favourite quote. Just, quote. I'm going to just salt bay the end of that topic. <laughs> <laughs> salt bay. Yeah, I think that's like that's a real good way of of looking at things. Like, there's not there's nothing worse than when someone asks you a question, or like, let's take like a third person view here. Like, you see a conversation between two people, and one of them asks the other one something about something that they should maybe potentially know, maybe have a little bit of knowledge on, and the person that they're asking has no fucking idea what they're talking about. But the bullshit in the way through it, oh, it's like not there's nothing more, nothing more cringeworthy than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's better to be, it's better to just be honest because yeah, it's better to be honest with them and with yourself because it's going to make you find out. There's nothing's that important that someone needs an answer there and then if you don't know much about the topic. If you can go away, like have a do a little bit of research, like find a few bits out that you need to know, like some key points that you think will serve that person well, that's going to be better for them than kind of selling them down the river with like mm. to get them to sort of stop talking to you type thing. So yeah. I think that's like, that's a big thing that I think we're all pretty good at is not, not going into detail about things that we don't know. We'll admit when we don't know something and we'll try and find a little bit more about it um, mm. before we give like an informed answer because there's, there's, like I say, there's nothing worse than someone who hasn't got a fucking clue what they're talking about, um, giving absolute horseshit advice. Yeah. <laughs> talking shit, talking yeah. shit. So I think that's like that's a good sort of uh, that's a good sort of little insight into obviously a few little questions that we've had for each other. There, my question for all of you is: Would you rather fight? Fight a hundred <laughs> duck-sized horses, <laughs> or one horse-sized duck. One horse-sized duck, because little ma- little mad little yeah. mad ducks pecking at your feet. They'd be, they'd, be ho- they'd be horses, wouldn't they? Oh yeah, little horses. Oh. They'd have like little hooves though. Yeah, but- yeah. Imagine them all like bucking you. No, the giant duck. I think it would be. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I'd take the duck. Just think of yeah. the air you could get on those mini horses if you booted them. <laughs> if you take out like three or four <laughs> these like duck-sized horses in like the worst way, then the rest of them aren't going to fuck with you. You just That's need to like, take out the leader. Assert dominance. And then become the fucking god of <laughs> like 99 <laughs> duck-sized horses. You'll have a fucking army. I don't know well, you could just you could dress yourself up as a bread, like a, a loaf of bread, get swallowed by the duck, and then jab it from the, from inside, the inside, like Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> and just come out victorious. Yeah, I was going to say that's what that's why I'd, I'd choose the duck because it, obviously there's a chance of losing, but if you won, it'd be like you know like oh, there's that fella who beat that giant duck, and you're like yeah yeah that's me. Yeah, that's me. Like yeah, the bloke who's got the microphone on fucking Bull Street. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. There's that bloke who the microphone and the guitar. Here, guitar. Oh, there's that bloke who killed the duck. <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool <laughs> legends. 
<laughs> I think that was like <laughs> general general consensus there was it was it the duck. No, it was 50-50 split. 50-50 yeah, split. I think you're the decider. Interesting. I think you're the decider, Martin. Interesting. Uh, I think I'd probably go for... Oh, it's a tough one, that, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I'd probably go for <laughs> the horses. Yeah. Because... Oh. Horses be cray. Because I think that, like... <laughs> a, a fucking massive duck. Right. Think of how big like a duck's beak is. Like, yeah, but think of how strong horses are. Even little ones. Even little ones. Yeah. No, but oh. it's super little. I don't, they are. It's like, no, it's the size. It's the size of a duck, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Ducks aren't. Yeah, I know, ducks aren't to be trifled. The size of a horse. Yeah, like the ducks. Yeah, but there's a, there's a hundred of them. Mm. Imagine a hundred. Imagine like just a hundred ducks around. Yeah. That's bad enough, but imagine them having the strength of a little hundred horses. Yeah, but what did you say? You can run away from a duck, couldn't you? You couldn't run away from a hundred horses. Yeah, but it's massive. It's size. It's a big, massive duck. Yeah, and you could hide somewhere that it can't get in, but little horses will just boost it down. No, but like Joe said, you just you take out the leaders, uh -oh. and then that's your <laughs> arm of duck-sized horses. <laughs> and like someone else. Imagine... Like the Pied Piper of duck-sized horses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> take out the leaders. <laughs> Imagine. Pied Piper worked, you killed the fattest child and assumed control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Sorry. <laughs> That's all about take the big fat duck. Ima imagine the volume on the quack of the duck. That is like, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the T Rex in Jurassic Park. When Bart lines up the megaphone. Did you see Royal Blood's video? Do it. That, do that. It was good. That wasn't it. The beginning of typhoon. <laughs> Did yeah. Sam, did you ask a question? I can't remember. Uh, did Sam ask his question? Have you asked a question, Sam? I don't think you so. Can, you can't top that no, one. I'm not being funny. No, yeah, that's true. You can't top uh, that. No, man. give up now. I've had to like, I've had to change it a little bit. Man was like, what's your favourite sport? And But it's, that's so crap compared to the duck question. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah I was going to say, of Martin, everything, what? the great value we've brought today <laughs> and the fucking <laughs> question that you kind of top. What do you think that is classed as a sport now should not be deemed as a sport? Given I was going to say darts. Darts. Everyone says darts. Fucking. Then uh, you can have a pint with. <laughs> Imagine yeah, you can have a pint not, with. They're not, they're not sports, they're pub games. I, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Right, okay then. So it's just oh, thinking you were a professional dart player, right? Yeah. Have you have you ever watched the World Championship of darts? Hey, look, Imagine don't get, getting don't a nine get me wrong. Finish. Don't get me wrong, like it <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong, it looks like a boss day out and everything. And it's obviously like highly skilled and all that. Um, which obviously goes in the favour of it being a sport. Yeah. I just don't think that it should be a sport. No, chess it's not. Yeah, chess. Chess is like uh, there's like a re there's a reason why it's not in the Olympics. It's because it's like a 
uh, like a, a mind game. Yeah. Like, and so I would think that you could say that chess and darts, all right, in different kind of conceptual ways, both have like high skill levels. Mm. So someone who's playing chess has to think like five or that basically whoever can think the most different combinations ahead in chess is probably going to win. Mm. Right. All it takes in darts is for big fat fucking Dennis or whatever his name is to, to chug a pint too quickly. And he's seeing triple. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't Have get me wrong. It? Sounds like a bo- it sounds like a boss day out. I'd love I, to go, I but I, it, it's that. just not a sport. Like yeah. I just don't agree like with sport being a sport. Defined as like a, a skill or like a physical activity mm. or physical exertion where you just compete. Yeah, as a, yeah. yeah. under a set of rules, I think it is. Yeah. 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 But have you ever have you ever seen chess boxing? Never seen chess boxing. <laughs> Please, please, YouTube. It's just basically, I thought it was just like, oh, they're just, you know, thinking, you know, fucking around and that. But I think you get like someone who's boss of chess, someone who's good at boxing. Uh, they've got like a little bit of skill on both of them. But one round, they'll start like knocking the fuck out of each other. And then it's round two, like they'll start like going on a chessboard, start moving the pieces. Oh my God. So it's basically the, the, the chess player. Just has to survive. And <laughs> yeah. 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 Get embattled each round. Yeah, that's funny. That like that, yeah, that's that's mad. kind of in like in the the bracket of like extreme ironing, where like people take like a bag of clothes and an ironing board up a mountain. Like I think that's a sport. Like that's <laughs> a sport, but darts isn't. Darts isn't a sport. It's a pub game. It's a pub I game. Love. The fact that you can televise a sport where they've got a pint on the side ready yeah. to drink. Actually, I think they've stopped that, haven't they? Because of that they've, reason. They've stopped, like... <coughs> I, I, I think, like, one of the things is uh, you can't, like, you can't, like advertise ale or something like that. I think has has something uh, to do with it. But also, like, it's obviously, like, they're trying to professionalise it. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a level profe- of It's professionalised, exactly. Yeah. And it's, like... So it's yeah. more, like yeah the swilling pints and that, then it's not really very professional, is it? Like everyone's in the crowd and all. Yeah, and they, they, yeah. they, like they, they, football they, look, players? they look like boss days out. They but do. I just don't think it's a sport. I think it's a it's a you, you say that with the pints, but like if you watch footy and any professional team sports and that, they drink Lucas Aid Sport and people will buy that in the shops. Just a normal person. I mean I'm a glucose and that. I mean, I mean in like in terms of like the <laughs> <laughs> in in terms of like the rules about like advertising things, so like uh, I, don't, I don't think you can like advertise like Siggy's and ale, yeah, more or something like so. Like, I, I don't I don't know exactly what it is, but I think that's got mm. something to do with it. Yeah, it will be. Yeah, that yeah. that's like that's an interesting one. I don't like as much as I enjoy a game of darts, game of snooker or pool. I don't think that the sports probably because no, I'm not very good at either of them. Do you think the more yeah, games? Exactly. That's what I think. Yeah, I think the more games. <laughs> Yeah, the more games, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. What about? But e-sports? I found that with things. Which? Which? Esports. So I, I think that's like the same bracket as like chess. Yeah. Where it's yeah. like very it's much like mind game, uh, isn't it? A mind game, yeah. Like it's um, it's kind of like you're you're thinking of like moves ahead. Yeah. Mm. I don't think that like because there was a bit. There's been a big push for like esports to be like 
included in the Olympics. Yeah, I heard like, a rumor that Japan was going to do it, but then they added a martial art instead. I think. Well, yeah, like what, <laughs> what, I don't really like want to see anyone uh, sit off and play a game. I want to no, see people like really. get get kicked in the head. <laughs> yeah. You want to see them sweat, don't you? You want to see them like like yeah. exerting themselves to just yeah. cross the well, line yeah, or whatever, yeah. don't you? Yeah. Maybe, maybe esports will replace fucking weightlifting in Paris. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or pool or darts. Imagine that. Oh my god. Imagine. <laughs> we, 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 Good news we, is though, we surfing. We won't, we won't go down that rabbit hole of uh, yeah. of weightlifting in the Olympics because. <laughs> oh, oh yeah because of the this scandal yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and a good news on a positive note surfing is being added to the olympics which i think is quite cool That's because cool. that is a hard sport yeah it looks hard. easy doesn't it but it's, it's solid. solid you know how they have like yeah. i was saying that it, it's called the summer olympics isn't it because they have the winter mm. olympics and the summer i was just thinking to myself do you think they should have like and like, the more I'm thinking of it, the more. Oh my god! This is our anyway. head coach, everyone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how stupid it is because they have like volleyball, <laughs> and like the racket sports, which are all traditionally like summer sports, aren't they? Yeah, as as you were yeah. chatting about <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, That's right, people say golf. I get like golf as well because people say golf shouldn't be a sport and stuff, but. Mm. Try and walk around. If you get a buggy, I suppose, yeah, you can just get pissed and stuff. But try and walk for four hours with 20 kilograms on your back. Mm. Oh, see how see this? how you feel after four hours of walking up and down hills. There's an old there's an old saying, uh, golf is just a nice walk spoiled. And this it's true because when you're not very good at golf. <laughs> Frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the thing with sports. So I think you, the more you dislike a sport, it's because you're probably bad at it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That's 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 what I found with stuff. Yeah. I go, oh, no, I hate this. Because, and then you go, oh, I'm shit at that, actually. That's probably why I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like cricket. Like, you go, oh, it's crap that. But I was crap at cricket, so that's probably why I hate it. <laughs> controversial now. Like, as well, far as I wasn't a bad footballer, but I fucking hate football now. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'd love to be a tobogganist to like... though. I've watched to be in the toboggan. You've been on... <laughs> Have you been on the one in London now? You go on yeah, that. Yeah. You go on that, that and you're like, right, like, I am on the Jamaican bobsleigh team next week. What's this? <laughs> Going past the sheep. Do you want to kiss my egg? Yeah, kiss my egg. <laughs> Toboggan's boss. But I think it's a yeah, little... I love that toboggan in London now. Yeah, <laughs> you, have to cheat. you have to dodge the sheep. <laughs> Like that. Yeah. That's I don't like... think it's the same as an 80 mile an hour uh, uh, skeleton yeah. bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Dodging sheep and that. Look at them playing mini golf over there. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen a Joe? A Dougie? The, bob, the Jamaican bobsleigh, cool runnings. No, the, yeah. the toboggan in that oh. did no. No. Because this is a very northwestern scouse thing. This now, there's actually a toboggan on the Great Orm in London. No, and when you're as kids, when you're a scouse, you used to go, and you used to go like dead fast. It was basically yeah. a metal tray just plummeting down the Great Orm. <laughs> and they used to let these sheep just roam around. Do you remember we we, we went and, the, and the, it was closed? I was, was fuming, wasn't it? Yeah, well, I was I you still go on it. 
is it just for kids or can adults go on so it? No, you can go on it and there's the, there's the skiing ramp as well. There's a ski ramp there. Yeah, skiing's, oh my God. Hard. You, skiing's hard if you've done that before. Yeah, that should be our strength co, our next strength co um, excursion. It's just all going on this toboggan. <laughs> you can go down those ski slopes in a, in a donut, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just, they've sacked it off now. People are like, how can we get more customers? Because yeah. people were ricocheting the off the, the end. <laughs> <laughs> they were just ricocheting <laughs> off the end. You see them oh, fly up it. in the air. <laughs> <laughs> So, toboggan, anyway. toboggan's in, dart is out. Yeah. <laughs> Kiss me egg. Snooker, pool, they're both out. Uh, what else did we have? Dart is out. Dart is definitely Chess wasn't out. in it anyway, che- was it? Chess should be in, I think. Chess boxing should definitely really? be in. That goes, down, that goes down a dark path, I think. Je- chess boxing, sorry, should be in, because that's like <laughs> physical and mind. <laughs> And I've never even seen it, so I'm not seeing this. Um, But yeah, I think think that's a very good question because Mm. uh, there's a lot of those sports which aren't really sports. Like there's a lot Mm. of them in like the like Commonwealth Games and uh, like the Olympics and stuff like that. So like this is probably going to sound controversial, but like lawn bowls, like. Yeah, is it really a sport? Well, I think so. It's a game. It's like that's a, a pub game, isn't it? Really? If you criticize lawn balls, have you not got to criticize curling? And curling is the highlight of the Winter Olympics. Yeah, oh my god, curling's amazing. <laughs> curling's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Like, um, <laughs> there's um, the, it's the most British thing ever. Have you seen the? Uh, there was a documentary on Netflix about it, and there was like murder between like these two Canadian <laughs> teams. Like yeah. one of them, one of them was like the uh, the traditional sort of uh, like traditional curlers, like you know, straight down the line, like gentlemen and that. And then this other team were like the rock stars. <laughs> yeah, like West Side Story. But yeah, yeah, we're curling. <laughs> Gangs of curlers. Yeah, yeah, like dodgeball. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's that's a good question, Sam. That's de- that's definitely a good question. Has anything has anyone got anything they want to add to that? I think that would be a slippery slope. No, I think so too. I agree. With Maybe you. a toboggan slippery slope. Uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So <laughs> moving swift, swiftly on. Um, so we're gonna go on to the sort of the strength co equivalent of uh, room one oh one. So Instagram. Now, this is rinsing things that we find annoying on social media. If you want to call someone out, it's fine. Go for it. I don't really care if you do. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can call out activities. You can call out, you can even call out accounts if you want. I don't really mind. Something which annoys you on social media now, I've got one that I've got two actually for this week, one that I missed off last week and one that me and Jane were talking about the other day, which is pretty funny and also kind of annoying. Um, so the one that I missed the other week uh, is, I don't know about you guys, but I'm seeing a lot of sponsored posts from people that have got you know the uh, standard barbells with like the one-inch holes with like the <laughs> the like essentially hollow bars in the middle. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. They're usually yeah. like plastic yeah. weights that are filled with sand. Like for some reason, I keep getting a load of sponsored ads and they're not even people that are personal trainers or coaches. They're just people mm. that have taken the time to film themselves training. I've got nothing against that. That's absolutely fine. You put whatever you want on Instagram. It's your Instagram, all that kind of shit. But then sponsored it? Like, what are you doing? What do you mean? I like, What's that over? So like on the top saying this post has been sponsored by No, whatever. no, no, no. They've paid money to promote themselves training with the Fisher Price fucking set of weights. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I'll figure it out. I like it. It's you like, know. what the fuck is that all about? So that's my yeah. first one. Right. Um, and the thing that I thought was pretty funny about that is obviously people in lockdown um, got a bit more time on their hands. For the most part, some people have got a bit more time on their hands. Um, one of our members, Tommy, put he didn't do one of these, by the way, but he put a story on his Instagram saying, "Why do he's a photographer, like wildlife, does wildlife photography, all that kind of stuff, and like fucking boss pictures. Um, def- definitely worth a follow. I think is like his Instagram, something like Tommy Lion Photography. Takes some like some boss photos, like really, really cool, real cool guy as well. Proper, proper good mm. egg. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he put on his Instagram. This was like a week, a week or two ago." Why am I seeing all sponsored posts of people taking photos of like hills with like the blur on and like they've tried to put a filter on and all this kind of stuff? So it's like the same thing for the thing that he's into. Yeah. But it's like people are doing the same thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get that a lot in in paddleboarding where people who just take nice pictures of stuff are getting sent safety equipment and technical equipment to use and just going i like the color of this but i'm having absolutely no clue no idea how to use it what the equipment's yeah. used for so wearing dry suits in the middle of summer and stuff and wearing the wrong type of dry suit for paddleboarding where it's like you can't even stand up in that and yet that's why you're on your knees but it's like so the coaches are you like oh i get onto that but uh, yeah <laughs> so someone might go and pay they're like 350 quid a dry suit someone might go and pay for it and it's not suitable for the type of paddling that they want to do so you're like, ah. I just think it's like, how much of a massive ego do you have to have to pay money to prom- <laughs> promote your home training? Are they Can PTs they doing it? No, no. No, just like, just the, normal people. Oh, maybe the- what, are they, what are they pushing? Are they pushing their a workout that they've created? Or- yeah. So it'd just be something like, oh, I didn't feel like training today, but I trained. And it's a sponsored post click on the profile expecting like oh, I know he's like a personal trainer at, at, at a gym for example there's nothing there and you're like oh, what's, they're paid not what's even to celebrate? push anything they're paying to promote the post of them training but they're not a personal trainer so they're not going to they're not going to seen any of these any money out of it these aren't getting reason, pushed my way for some reason it's popped up a lot in my feed and it's obviously quite frustrating probably down to like some of the accounts that I follow probably some of the Google searches probably Alexa fucking listening to me and all that mm. and the second one is don't you <laughs> name no names get me into trouble is this account called Jane Riggers she just keeps like yeah she's a big <laughs> pain in the ass who does she think she is um, 
I'm not going to name no names because I'm I'm not like that. But I think it's like it's it's irritating enough that <laughs> I've had to be talked down from posting things because obviously I don't want to come across as like confrontational. It's not what I'm about at all. Like I would rather I would rather people found out for themselves that the person that they're following is just full of absolute nonsense (laughs) (laughs) than than anything else than like create tension, for example, because obviously everyone's on their own path, all that kind of of stuff. Everyone's entitled to post (laughs) the things that they want to (laughs) post. The issue that I have is, so this sort of ties in with, I don't know if you remember the story that I was telling you the other week about these personal trainers who went to an all-you-can-eat ate a load of meat, made themselves sick, and then started pushing everyone to become vegan because they overindulged pretty stupidly and made themselves ill. Now, this is from one one of those two idiots who pushes, is a personal trainer, like calls themselves some like advanced nutritionist or something like that. I'm not sure exactly what you need to have done to call yourself that, whether that's just like an Instagram title or what, I don't know. But basically, (laughs) goes on some big rant about fat, about how fat's bad for you, uh, how we shouldn't eat fat, and that uh, scientifically we shouldn't like cook things in oil or we shouldn't eat oil and stuff like that. And it's like, so you're trying to spread a positive message of eat this boss food, but just cut out this whole macro that's like pretty important for like hormones, uh, like hormone production, exactly hormone production, stuff like that. So in essence, so another point on that is scrolling a little bit further down the feed. There's another post, which is demonizing carbs, like saying... Saying something like, if you eat too many carbs, you're going to get fat. Well, yeah, if you eat too many carbs, you're probably going to take yourself over a calorie amount, which is going to dictate how much body fat you have. Let's not like make two bones about it. If you eat too many calories, regardless of whether it's protein, fat, or carbs, you're probably going to get fat. So it's simple. If you eat too many carbs and you're, <laughs> you're going over your recommended daily calorie intake for your size height weight all that Mm. kind of stuff um then yeah you're probably going to get fat so there's two things that he's demonizing right and then a further thing is that you should cut (laughs) out (laughs) and as i'm saying this i'm like i can't believe someone is pushing this on social media you should cut out all meat right so a big portion of protein which a lot of the country's deficient in protein. It's one of the one of the many things that when someone new comes to the gym, they really struggle with the protein. Even some of the most advanced people who train can struggle to get enough like adequate protein in. You're demonizing fats and you're demonizing carbs. So what the fuck is people supposed to eat if you can't eat <laughs> if you can't eat protein, fats, or carbs? Is it just, is it just a big box of dust? Like what? Alcohol the, is the only the thing. Fuck? Alcohol yeah. is the only thing left. Mm. Yeah. I oh, think yeah. it's just a, a, like a little bit of misguidance with themselves. 
And yeah. I don't know about you guys, but things like that really frustrate me because... They really grind my gears. Oh, they really <laughs> grind my gears. They like, really grind my gears. <laughs> because yeah. we obviously, we try and, like, for lack of for lack of a better term, we try and fight the good fight and basically uh, allow people to eat the foods that they want while still making progress. That's what it's all about. Like there's, there's ideal, there's like optimal things you enjoy uh, and things that you hate. And if you can be away from the things that you hate without demonizing any, any of the others, then you're going to make progress because you're going to actually stick to your diet rather than don't eat these fats. Don't eat that oil. Don't eat this protein. Don't cook your, your food in that. Another point on like the the cooking stuff, like our grandparents, like my grandparents, like made it to like uh, like their eighties. Um, what did you think that all these eighty year olds were cooking the stuffing back in the day, in like lard and fat and stuff like that? So it's like anecdotally, straight away, you've got something to go. Well, what were they doing in the war? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's stupid, isn't it? Like that. That's been burning a hole in my chest for days. Can you tell, guys? Can you tell I've had it? Because I've been like, I know, I know what you Yeah, I know. Like you kind of like, I know, no, but what you I agree with what you're saying because the first thing in anything what you should do, especially as a coach, when you're dealing with clients, number one is make it enjoyable. That's coaching 101. Whether it's a program, whether it's a plant, whatever, it's got to be enjoyable. So if you're demonizing things. People aren't going to enjoy it, and but to an extent, it's going to make them want it more because you're mm. telling them now. It's like exactly. just human nature to say, "I want to eat that loaf of bread" because yeah. you just told me not to. Don't yeah. think, don't think, don't think about a pink elephant. You're all thinking about. You're thinking about a pink elephant right now. I think what's important yeah. is that, like, when people are demonising things, what they're not doing is providing education with it. And yeah. I mean, if someone is saying fat is bad, right? Okay, tell me why. And if someone can understand why, it may be that fat has more calories than what carbs and protein does, then it might make sense that you want to cut down a little bit more and kind of look at how much they're taking on for good reason. Um, it needs to be contextual. I don't think there's enough, like, there's enough, there's a lot of, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad, don't do this, mm. don't, don't do this, but not enough of um, educating and kind of understanding, like, what people are putting in the body. It's more of a, people have bullet points and not a, yeah, of what they're doing. Mm. There's um there's it'll, nothing there's nothing behind the curtain, so to speak. Yeah. Spitting bars there, Joe. That was uh that's exactly it. That is literally exactly it. There's no alternative, is it? It's like don't have this. Mm. And yeah. you're like, okay, well what am I supposed to have? Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Leaves and broccoli. <laughs> yeah, leaves and uh, acai berries or whatever they are. Yeah, that's like <laughs> that is that that's something that like that really frustrates me. Uh because it just adds to this confusion around oh my god what the hell can i eat because and it's so simple <laughs> yeah it's and it's it's really bad that people are charging so much money like for, for them to tell people what not to eat when it's the simplest thing it's just like no calorie mm. deficit <laughs> that's it that kills me just calorie deficit well <laughs> tells me that yeah. right here's my thing right <laughs> <laughs> calorie deficit on fucking everyone's pro like Instagram everywhere, every fucking nutrition like 
anyone who's got the finger in nutrition in any way, shape or form now is completely like managed to offload any kind of like education that they might give to someone for calorie deficit. <laughs> it's not a stab at you, Jane, but it's like it is correct. No, no, oh, it, no is, right, it is. It's right. It is, isn't it? Go on, go, go hard on a Joe. <laughs> it's me No, it's true. What are you saying? No. It's how you create that, and it's like It's like so. For example, I, I use weightlifting, right? So weightlifting, put more weight in the bar. It's like, okay, how do you do that? It's like you put another kilo on, right? What do I need to do to be able to do that? There's another layer to that. It's like you kind of just say, yeah, calorie deficit, then fucking crack on. Yeah. Although it is important, you've got to have some kind of like knowledge as to like. So I don't think Mark would mind me kind of using him as an example, right? And like you're laughing already because we <laughs> take the piss, right? But so Mark needed to put on with, so he needed a calorie surplus. And Martin, <laughs> me and Martin, just say, like, yeah, just fucking just blend, blend like a, what was it, blended cheese? Get a, get a blender. Yeah, and yeah. stick a cheesecake and a tub of Ben and Jerry's in there every day, and you'll be in a in a surplus. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, you would put on weight. However, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, and obviously, we said it in jest, but like, it's not maybe practical for him. Like, no one kind of mentions like if you're trying to put on weight, um, and you haven't eat so much rice, um, or you know what of whatever food you choose Plain right carbs. yeah uh, or like you're eating just so much that it's making you sick and, and it's kind of demoral and demoralizing and it's the same both ways mm. so if you need to lose weight and you're finding this change from the amount of calories you were eating to the amount of calories you now adjusted to and it's like i'm not eating anything i'm not feeling great kind of there needs to be more kind of practical guidance um on how to deal with that, not just kind of stating the fucking obvious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That goes back to make it enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, like I say, right, the, the sentiment is correct, or the, the kind of overarching, like, kind of statement is correct. Calorie deficit versus, you know, calorie surplus. But there's nuances within it, mm. which kind of help you be successful in doing so, Absolutely. rather than understanding why. To people. Absolutely. Yeah. Understanding like why you're telling people to do it. People do go wrong a lot, right, initially, by just not counting calories, mm. right? And I'm not excusing that, right, because that's fucking stupid if you're trying to, you know, know where you're at. <laughs> you're gonna, how do you know if you're in a surplus or a deficit? But, like, the nuances are what help people be successful. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I come yeah. back to uh, something that, like, I think I said it last week as well. I say it all the time. Um Methods are many, principles are few. Methods might change, but principles never do. So the principle is like the deficit or the surplus. The method can be eating Mackies before you train. <laughs> chicken selects, huh? Or get, get the chicken selects, the, uh, the cake and the ice cream in the blender <laughs> with, <laughs> with some milk yeah. and some whey protein powder. <laughs> and you'll be on your way to a surplus <laughs> in no time. That is just a big fat joke, by the way. <laughs> yeah, don't be doing that. But yeah, like, I think I, I, I completely agree with what you both just said there, for sure. Um, it's, um, it's a frustrating one uh, to kind of go, go into the echo chamber of, like, Instagram and, like, diet gurus that are saying, well, just eat less or just eat more um, without... Mm-hmm. 
without kind of going, all right, is this person, uh, let's use like a vegan, for example, like vegans typically only really have access to quite calorie sparse foods. So it can be quite difficult for them to uh, get to a surplus just in, just in general. Um, not to mention that they're probably going to need to double up on the amount of protein that they take in because yeah. of the, uh, the amount of calories that's in them and the amount of uh, like BCAAs that's in some of like the vegan, like processed protein. Um, digging a bit deeper and finding out, okay, this person's in this situation. So what will serve them best is to go, okay, here's like our uh, ideal day. Here's an ideal day that will get you to, let's say they need to be on 3000 calories to be in a, in a surplus to build muscle. That'll get you to your 3000 calories. Here's like some standard days, which are going to be ballpark 2,500 to 3000, for example. And I think that that kind of little bit of a step beyond the, the uh, principle getting to the method is what's gonna dictate the success mm. and sort of like the um the uh rate at which they'll actually progress towards the thing that they want so yeah i think that's a real good point clearer yeah. this isn't me saying like calorie deficit is wrong <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, just a buzzword. Yeah. Give us some yeah. fucking more, will you? Yeah, it is. It's a buzzword. Like, is it buzzword? It's like <laughs> squeeze your glutes. <laughs> <laughs> like the equivalent of just going to squeeze your glutes. You know what? I think it's easy to say because everyone who is trying to make like you know everyone's versus juice fucking plus or the next like oh, Jesus. Everyone wants to jump down the throat of like the next like celebrity who tries to sell something, and rightly so because fuck them all. Um, you know, is that um, your Instagram? Is it Joe? Uh, <laughs> celebrity and door, yeah. Celebrity and doors, <laughs> Use code <laughs> Joe 10 for a skinny jab, <laughs> <laughs> but like rightfully, right? Being able to say calorie deficit in that circumstance, yeah, makes sense because that's the kind of overarching theme. But to just repeat the same thing over and over, it doesn't really show much substance as to. Kind of the information that you're putting out it doesn't yeah I, I think it comes from the fact that there's that much abuse from like juice fasts and all these mm. get skinny quick things that you just people have almost been indoctrined to this like unhealthy way of losing weight yeah. that you just almost got to try and force it down people's throats to get this no nah, none yeah, of that yeah. matters and then you know you've got those guys that Martin was talking about with, oh, you can't have this, you can't have this, you can't have this. And it's just like, no. Ah, it, well, what can I do? It's just, yeah. it's just this. But then, like you say, um, like tying back to the method thing, I think the art of being a good coach when it comes to diet is not just telling people it's a calorie deficit. Generally, people do kind of know that to some extent. I think it's being able to create that while making it enjoyable making it sustainable how can they uh achieve the, ca the calorie deficit while not being miserable and like super hungry having some foods that they enjoy you know giving a method to them that works what might work for one person doesn't work for another it's just 
finding out what matters in the world of life. Person. Mm. Well, some some real good points there. Um, Joe, have you got any others you want to stick in the Instagram? <laughs> I could go on for fucking. Weeks. <laughs> Maybe we'll no, do. It's... We'll just do one episode. <laughs> we'll do an episode. A just week, you. A weekly jo- Joe special. I might need yeah. a fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm today. Dougie, what what's uh, what's yours for this week? Because last week you were pretty animated over people going to the shop, which. Like I thought it was pretty hilarious. Oh yeah. <laughs> Don't get me started on those people. <laughs> <clears throat> Does anyone else go to Aldi? Or is it just <laughs> no? <laughs> no. Um I think mine this week is say if something goes wrong, they're instantly, and I think Twitter's worse for this, instantly on it saying oh, this is criminal, someone should get investigated. So the example I've got for this last week was I've uh, started... You're a, a secret Trump supporter. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going to find out now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've, uh, I've, I've, I've just started, like, investing in stocks. Um, and I'm on an app, and it's on, like, a fairly busy day because all tech companies were doing their earnings reports so people wanted to get on and make money and the server went down and i i went on just on twitter and people were like how is the, the server down again on this important day this is criminal they should get investigated i'm like Hell, there's just a lot of traffic that the yeah. server's loaded was it robin hood doing it on <laughs> down we 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 trying to get some uh, what was it GameStop stop yeah, yeah. That was hilarious. What is, he, what is that? I don't, don't even know. Slide on this whole side. Like... <laughs> oh, Sam, that you need another podcast for that. You yeah, so I think got a bad time there, Dougie. It, right, the, <laughs> the thing about GameStop, right, <laughs> is I get the, the point because this is going to get off fitness now, isn't it? <laughs> They're trying to say fuck you, Wall Street, and to be fair, they need teaching lesson because they do some shady shit. Yeah, but the way they've gone about it, it it's gonna end up fucking over the little guy. Mm-hmm. So they've created mm-hmm. a ton of hype about this stock. So people who aren't as informed on it are gonna rush in and buy it. Yeah. It's so far away from the actual value of the company that it's just gonna burst. And these people are bought high and are gonna lose all the money. The other thing is they've cost these big companies like fifty-four billion pounds. I think they've estimated. They've got to make that money some way. So they've got to sell all the other stocks, which means those stock prices go down, which means I've lost money. So that's why you're so angry. Yeah, yeah. Dougie doesn't okay. care about the little oh, man at all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the little man. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> you, you were shorting the stocks, weren't you? You thought they were yeah. going to go down, didn't you? No, I didn't. I stayed away from that. Uh, that is that is pretty funny, and it is pretty terrible. But yeah, it's uh, get getting away from like the fitness side of things. But it's okay. I'm not mad at that. That's pretty. It's pretty funny. The, the way it's happened is uh, is pretty hilarious. Uh, and long may it continue. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, what's uh, what do you want to put in into the old Instagram? <laughs> 
I, I haven't been on it for ages, to be honest. No. Um, for these specific reasons. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'd probably say fitness models who put a big, massive inspirational post when I was 10, blah, 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 or whatever. And it's a picture of their abs or their ass. What's that got to do with the inspiration post? <laughs> like it's someone, it's like it's a woman's ass with with like with a massive tongue on, like posing like that, and like saying like, you know, I suffered this and all that, and you're like, yeah, but why do you need, why do you need to post your ass? Why or your you ass then? <laughs> yeah, but if it was, a, if it, I suppose if it was an eating disorder thing, then maybe they're like trying to say, and look, I'm I'm quite fit, but I know what you mean. Sometimes it's just an excuse to get the tits and ass out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 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 that's completely. That's different. what it feels like yeah. sometimes. Yeah. yeah, when they're talking about the dog's dad and like the, yeah, the, they're in a bikini, yeah. then there's not a dog in sight. And you're like, that? Yeah, that's unrelated to the actual. <laughs> I'm here for the dog. Picture. Hashtag yeah. dogs of Instagram, and you're putting your puppies up. <laughs> not what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that is, that is pretty, honest, pretty I, uh... irritating. That is pretty irritating. Yeah. It's virtue oh, signaling yeah. now, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think we can all agree that that's like, that's pretty annoying. And there's there's no requirement for it. Uh, Jane, go on, hit hit us with yours. Like big finale. I don't know. No pressure. No pressure, but I don't know if you guys get this. Um, but maybe you don't like. So, I put if I put a post up that like if I'm training in the gym or like coaching or whatever, <clears throat> like I'll get a DM from a Juice Plus rep, an Airborne, or like a MLM or whatever they are called now. Basically, a pyramid Ponzi scheme. Saying hi, you th- Jane. We think you'd be brilliant for this. Um, can we can we send you some stuff out? Would you like to be a rep? Basically trying to recruit me, mm. and I'm like, nah, that's not what I do. You're an absolute joke. Get out my face. <laughs> but like, but when I, I I look at other like female like bloggers and coaches and stuff, they're getting the same thing. Do you get do you, do men I was get just gonna that? Say, yeah, I've had messages of people going, "Do you want to represent Huel and stuff?" <laughs> no, mm. no, I don't. <laughs> And, and, me. and like random accounts that have no followers that go, hi, follow at someone. They're looking for ambassadors. And you're like, why are, they, why are you messaging for them? Why is a bot messaging? <laughs> and then you go to it and it is, it's just cheap, like fast fashion, which is like, know your audience, by the way. If you come onto my profile, <laughs> like trying to spin shit at me. And, um, and then they go, but you get 25% off your first order. And you're like, that fair play to them it's a good marketing tool to get people to buy the stuff but everyone and, and the dogs are ambassador for it and you're like what I so yeah think of any way what would make me you'd have to there's nothing that would make me less inclined to buy something than someone comes into my like message me slides into your dms interest and says come on to this person's profile who isn't the person who's messaged me saying here's 25 percent off buy the Ooh. shit <laughs> yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Right off. <laughs> yeah. So do you guys get that too? I I, yeah. I do get it, but none of them can afford me. So. <laughs> do you know what? I would have changed, man. I would have changed, man. I, I've seen Juice Plus, Huel, uh, all those stuff propping up again. They're coming back out like into yeah. the woodworks. They are. And I, I don't know. I don't know how they keep making a, a return. Just pictures of people going, look how much weight they've lost in three weeks, and you're like, yeah, because they're 300 calories a day. And it's usually so, because they've done something with half-decent lighting and they've just kind of stuck the bell on, on the other one. 
and they've cut out the whole food group because it's been uh, demonised by the, the <laughs> yeah. thing that yeah, the, it's saying it's only carbs just drink these milkshakes and you're like yeah I, I think yeah. What, I think the, th- the problem with that is like people see like a, a people fast result like, yeah exactly like a, a fast way of making a quick book um, and that's why those things you go to like an hour seminar online mm-hmm. about nutrition and then the nutritionists and you're like well there's people who've got PhDs in it that still don't know their ass from their elbow <laughs> because it's that compl- complicated. Yet yeah, you've done a, just... a, a seminar to tell someone to have a shake because it's the next best thing to fruit and veg. And it's like, do you know what the first best thing to fruit and veg is? I was just going to say that. Veg. <laughs> fruit and veg. Yeah, that's, that's, that is pretty Let's funny. Um, and you do, you do get it. Where there, was like, there was a big long streak of um, probably, well, we're in what, 2021 now? Probably from like what year is it? Yeah. What day is it? Probably from like maybe the start of 2019 to like sort of just before lockdown 2020. Uh the first one. So like March. Um where every time I would put like a weightlifting post up, obviously you put your hashtags in and people would start commenting underneath it. And I used to just delete them, but I started just replying to them, just saying no. DM, yeah, DM me for this, and you're like, no. <laughs> you you What's DM me, you DM me, like, uh, don't don't give me instructions. Because at first I wasn't like so because of the whole lockdown. I thought, are oh, people trying to make money? So they they slide into me DM saying, do you want to be part of this? And I'm like, I, I understand you're trying to make money, but then on the same thing, it's kind of like a duty of care. To, to be like no I need to pull you up on it because what you're doing is honing in on people's insecurities getting all mm-hmm. serious on us now mm-hmm. but there's people genuinely struggling and you're just you're just fucking messing with their head and you overcomplicating see, things the, the, businesses though, isn't it? the two problems mm-hmm. the two problems yeah true is, like the person who's selling it is seeing the quick cash that they can make by playing on this insecurity of the quick result now we're all human we all want fast results. Mm. It's just in human nature. If you put like, if you put a choice between uh, a magic pill, which is gonna let's use a let's use like a maybe a gender neutral example here, uh, is gonna lose your two gene sizes uh, in two weeks, or <clears throat> you can come and train, and then maybe the same thing will happen in six months time the majority of people are going to choose the pill because of what it's promised and the amount of time that it's saying it's gonna take for that result to happen and so that's all that is that comes back nicely to the education side of things like why just living in a constant deficit a constant deficit of liquids just isn't sustainable at all that's why Mm. all these diets are always seven day challenges 14 day challenges fucking clean clean nine with the 10 10 day shake detox because the places that actually sell them know that they're not sustainable you'll end up in hospital with like fucking organ failure yeah you get kidney failure for an for an extended period of time and so it's where that that sort of education comes into things of like how to set up 
a nutritious diet or a nutritious um, way of eating, because I'm not really, not really a big fan of the word diet, mm. a nutritious way of eating that suits the individual as opposed to always concentrating on the quick fix. Yeah. And I think like, it's, it, it, is, uh, it is frustrating for sure, because you know that people are def- always going to buy into the quick fixes. That's why they're still around. That's why people are still selling them. Yeah, it is. They, they can definitely get rinsed. Uh, and I think that that is a, a great way to wrap up this podcast. Um, that was a, a great episode. On dead fast, I think. <laughs> yeah, Hasn't it's, it's uh, the time. almost two hours. Um, yeah, so <gasps> the great Tennis way. with Joe Rogan won this. <laughs> get the old DMT out and all that. It's a great way to, to wrap up the podcast. Um so yeah, give the uh, the our gym a follow uh, at Liverpool Strength Co. Uh, feel free to rinse us; that's absolutely fine. Um, yeah, so I've been Martin, been with Doug, Jane, Joe, and Sam. Uh, yeah, this episode will be out soon, and new episodes will be about every Tuesday and or Wednesday. It depends. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you can be asked. <laughs> yeah, spawn guys. And all. Bye. 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 See you later. Bye.